Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sit, boo-boo. Sit, boo-boo. Sit. Grr. Good dog. Some bad hat hair. It's a cool dog. Get any of that? Not a doctor. Bye. Have a beautiful dog. Bye. Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing Squid Game Season 1. Damask Leary, how you doing? How you doing, I'm doing babe? pretty good. <laughs> I'm doing well, babe. How about you? Good. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing well. I had a game of D and played today. I've also committed to DMing my first Dungeons and Dragons <gasps> game ever because Angela and a couple of her friends want to play. So I was like, I can do it. I, I can do that. So I'm a bit scary, but I'm slowly putting that together at the moment. That's so exciting. Uh, mm. I, it, it's amazing to me. Just talking to people casually, obviously within our group, we've been playing D and D for a long time now. We're on sort of our mm. second campaign as a group. We've it's been like um, six years or something. We've been playing. It's been Isn't a while. Crazy? This current campaign's been going for long enough. But then, yeah. like within that, we've taken turns, like doing little things here and there. You were doing a cool sci-fi one with us. We still need to finish hopefully soon. Um, I know you're doing another game over there. And mm. then, like even as I talk to like clients and stuff of mine, the amount of them that are playing D and D or like at least watching Critical Role or something like that, mm. like fucking D and D over the last ten years is just what what a what yeah. a, a rise it's had. Mm. Well, I've also just come from watching um, the Critical Role campaign was it three episode one yeah right today so i've like i'm not finished it yet i'm maybe halfway through oh already it's very funny already yeah good uh, i've really hit a nice sweet spot are you exhausted um, after playing a whole day of D and then coming on doing the podcast a little bit but not not yeah. i mean it's not hard is it right <laughs> it depends. i'm i mean make believe land and then i come here and i talk about television it's, true i'm not doing surgeries it's i think i can cope but thank get- you for the concern. All right, let's get to our spoiler-free review of Squid Game Season 1. You didn't want to talk about you? Nothing's nah, going fuck on? me. I mean, <laughs> Melbourne's open and I saw my parents for the first time in about three months, but sure, whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Let me clue you in. Season in review. I want to preface my facts and figures here. I'm going Ooh. to try, try mm. to pronounce a lot of Korean names. I'm not mm. a native speaker of the language. I'm going to fuck this up and I apologize in advance. I haven't even really practiced it. Mm. I know you're not really meant to enunciate the consonants that hard. I'm going to fuck this up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my earnest best. And I'm sorry okay. in advance for how much I'm going to fuck this up. Because I, I, I mean to try and be as respectful as possible because I want to get this right. Here we go. Squid Game is a... Car- I've already stuffed it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
you fell over the K of Korea, which is, oh boy, it's going to be a rough, rough one. Okay. Squid Game is a South Korean survival drama television series created for Netflix by Hwang Dong Hyung and revolves around a contest where 456 desperate players play a series of deadly games for the chance to win an immense fortune. Huang initially conceived of Squid Game back in 2009, but was unable to get the production off the ground until Netflix took an interest around 2019 as part of their drive to expand their foreign programming offerings. The entire series was written and directed by Huang and stars Lee Jung-jae, Park Hwe-so, Wee Ha-jun, Zhang Ho-hyun, Oh Young Soo, Hyo Sung Tae, Anupam Tripathi, and Kim Joo Rong. Squid Game was released worldwide on September 17, 2021, and consists of nine episodes, each coming in at around 57 minutes, except for an outlier that runs for only 32 minutes, and took us approximately eight hours and five minutes to watch. Squid Game has attracted huge international attention, streaming in more than 142 million members' households during its first four weeks from launch, making it Netflix most watched series to date. I don't know how well I did with the names. Hopefully some of those were even partially correct. I wanted to clap when you went through them. Uh, uh, like, yeah. Fuck yeah. I felt such a feeling of triumph for you. I'm, sh- I'm sure some of them are even close. Anyway. That's all right. You tried though. You really tried. I really, I saw the, the effort you put in. I, was, yeah. I, 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 sometimes I worry that people think I'm making a joke of the fact that I can't, I'm terrible at pronouncing things. I can barely read my own no, writing. No, it's embarrassment when we laugh at that. Good, it's, okay, it's, good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Were you particularly aware of, or perhaps even a fan of Korean film and television before watching Squid Game Damask? Um, was I aware? I was aware that it existed. I'm sure you were aware it existed. <laughs> <laughs> but Just like to clarify the you, question, did you have any particular touchstones of Korean no, film, no, and television, or even all. pop culture in general before? I, I literally nothing. Mm. As far as I know, literally nothing. Totally. Literally nothing before Squid Game. I mean, Not I was going to say the, ob- the obvious one would have been Parasite. Haven't but- seen it. I still oh, haven't right. seen it. It's such a huge shame and I've tried to hide it for so long. I don't know why I haven't watched it. I think because everyone watched it and was like, how good's Parasite? And I was like, who wants to go see it with me? And everyone was like, well, I've already seen it, Damascus. It came out like three weeks ago. The story of my life. The crazy thing um, is as well, this is a film that was in our movie club just a few months back, but it's the one you missed. <laughs> so you I know didn't- I wasn't do. I didn't do it that week. What's going on with me? Yeah, hmm, racist maybe. Um, Maybe. Shit, this is going to be a tough podcast. All right. If I'm being honest though, probably Parasite was the, in terms of like Korean pop culture, particularly film or TV, Parasite's the obvious one. It's possible I've seen other things. I haven't seen um, many other films. I think there's like Old Boy is particularly good apparently. And then Mm -hmm. um, I would like to watch the original I really wanted to see Old Boy and then someone told me like the twist and I was like, well, that's fucking ruined. Yeah. Uh, So I need to get around to watching that. Obviously I'm aware of K-pop. It's, it's funny. And I, and I, I know this is going to be, I have gone on many binges, like K-pop binges. There you go. Like I'll just watch it. I don't know. All of a sudden for like, 18 hours and I'm like I just need to get some K-pop out of my system <laughs> I don't know any of the bands or any of the songs but I'm like my niece it's knows them all yeah <laughs> um, and and then I'll I'm, I'm off it but then yeah it, it pops up it K-pops every now up every uh, again very good hey oh thank you uh, it's it's interesting I think just sort of Korean pop culture hasn't I at least up until recent times with Parasite and now Squid Game it feels like it's having a bit of a moment um, and then K and then K pop as well. On top of all that, like Korean pop culture or Korean pop uh, modern culture is really starting to rise internationally, which is interesting. And it kind of 
It's interesting because I feel like in my lifetime, Japanese culture and modern culture has really crept in. Things like anime with watching like Cowboy Bebop or Dragon Ball Z or even Sailor Moon and stuff like that. And that made its way into Western audiences. And then from there, more and more sort of Japanese cultural stuff has made it through. Um, And obviously, they're not the same, but they come from a similar demographic area. Um, There are similarities, I think, to be had there or compared to. And... Mm. It's funny just seeing that, not funny necessarily, but interesting watching that sort of happen now for what seems like Korean modern culture as it makes its way over internationally. It's it's fascinating part of the whole Squid Game thing that a foreign language film to people who don't speak Korean has been the biggest thing that that Netflix has ever produced is kind of fascinating in of itself and was the main reason, more than just everyone talking about it, um, the quality of it, why I wanted to talk about it on the show, I think. It's... Such a huge TV event and from a place I just didn't expect it to come from. With that in mind, Damask, would you like to give your spoiler-free review of Squid Game Season 1? Sure, Brod, absolutely. Can't wait to tell you what I think. Here we go. (laughs) All right, so everyone is talking about Squid Game or they were at least about a week ago. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, I would hear people theorising what it all meant whether something was a clue to a larger twist to come. In fact, I had to have a no squid game talk rule in my classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the students wanted to discuss it with each other and with me. Every single lesson with every class pretty much started with the question, Miss, have you watched Squid Game yet? What episode are you up to? Like without fail. Um, but I hadn't watched it yet. I, I'd watched one episode, but I was too busy. So I couldn't engage the kids in that discussion, that that might have been interesting for this review. Anyway, I've got no idea what they thought about it, but they were certainly very interested and wanted to chat to each other and with me about it. So that's interesting. But I was only able to catch up over the last couple of days and it did feel like it was well after all the hubbub about it. Like I felt like I was coming to it a bit late. Yeah, we're like, coming at this late compared to yeah. everybody else. That being said, it's still like the number three show on Netflix at the moment. Like it's stuck yeah. right it's up there It's still doing it, but like I'm not yeah. passing people in the street who are like, blah, 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 squid game. <laughs> um, so in but- a way I was like, I'm not, I didn't feel like I was watching it with everyone else. Like mm, I was doing my mm. own thing with it, which is good and bad in some ways. Um, so at the beginning of the show, I was like, okay, I get it. I've watched Battle Royale. Like, that's fine. I know what we're doing here. I was super into the set design. Mm. I liked, you know, our little gaggle of stock characters they'd put together. I felt like I knew what to expect. I was like, oh, okay. All right. This is, this is what we're doing. Um, but then I remembered how much people were talking about it. And thinking of that made me think this was some kind of like, you know, what are they called? Like a puzzle box show? Sure, like a mystery. A puzzle box is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's what I figured was happening. And I think Squid Game, the show, actually alludes to that as well as we go on. It's like, oh, there's things to figure out here. So I was ready to decipher the clues. I was like, okay, it's not exactly Battle Royale. There's some other elements in it. That's interesting. Um, instead, I think what I got was definitely closer to my initial impression that it was just simply like Battle Royale, um, you know, we're going to have a bunch of poor people or disenfranchised people kill each other for the entertainment or benefit of, you know, the upper echelons, class systems, blah, blah, all that See stuff. See also Hunger Games and yes. a million other things. That all, yeah. all of those things, yeah. Um, 
So, but they decided they want to throw in some mysteries, but I just think those mysteries aren't very good and don't really add anything to the narrative. I'm not really sure why they're there other than to create online discussions and debates and cultivate more traffic to the show, which look, it worked as a treat. Like it really did. Um, But I'm not actually sure what it's doing in the story. Nothing is particularly surprising in the show, particularly in terms of deaths and who dies when and like, you know, you can certainly see things coming at least like three steps before it it happens. Um, There are actually plots that I think detract from the more interesting elements of the show. They had the possibility, like these plots had the possibility of adding complexity and intrigue and the show wants you to believe that, um, but ultimately falls flat and feels mm-hmm. a little pointless at the end. Um, look, I enjoyed my time with Squid Game. I didn't pull my hair out over the clues. You know, I followed along and just simply following along, I didn't get surprised all that often really by what was happening. It was fun. You know, it's, yeah, like I said, another addition to the poor and disenfranchised having to kill each other genre, which sure, why not? Um I will say I think the final third of the show falls apart a little bit. The show feels the need to answer some of its mysteries, which aren't that interesting. Um, yeah, what they gave us kind of made me wish they didn't feel the need to solve them. I was like, maybe just leave that open-ended. Um, that includes a group of characters that are beyond subpar and remove any element of mystery <laughs> that, you know, in you know towards most of the, well in most of the show really added so much tension like that group of characters truly awful stuff i'm <laughs> baffled as to why it was included i think it takes away from the show it doesn't add anything oh i think you know less is so often more when it comes to creating an element of mystery and horror like not sure. knowing certain things make them more terrible because then you're dealing with your own imagination mm-hmm. um and yeah, towards the end of this show, they remove that and it's just like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> um, there's also a final twist that I don't like at all. I think mm. it undermines a lot of the heart of the show and I mm. fucking hate it. I think it's a really dumb choice just to be like, ha-ha, we gotcha. It's like, oh, well, you've ruined your own thing. Like, now I'm annoyed, but you've ruined your own thing. So, joke's on you really at that point. Um, but I will say I've got to acknowledge that I really enjoyed the journey of the lead character. Mm, I remember yeah. thinking to myself, this guy certainly has evolved from who we met in episode one. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to watch that transformation happen. I was glad to get to know him better. And beyond that lead character, which I think is, it's really good. It's really good stuff. Um, also, the performances as a whole, I think, give a lot of weight to those stock characters. Yeah. Like, performers do a lot with what they're given, um, which sometimes is great stuff and sometimes it's not great stuff, but they all do a really, really good job. There is one, however, and I do not think for a second that it's the actress's fault, but it's so over the top and absurd and fucking annoying that I wanted to throw like feces at my own television. I was just like, get off my screen. I fucking hate this so much. It was so over the top. It was just, it was beyond annoying. But all in all, Squid Game was a fine show that I enjoyed. I'm a little baffled at the hype, Mm. um, a little bit. Like it was a solid show, but 
this was not something that blew me out of the water. Um, yeah, it was solid for what it was. I had a good time. But yeah, I think that's about it for me. Okay, very interesting. I think there's a lot that I agree with. I think I'm probably a little bit pop more positive with it overall than you are. Mm. I want to start actually asking you a question back. You mm. said you're a little bit baffled with the hype. Yeah. Do you have any theories as to, as to why it blew up as much as it did? Is there something about the show that you look at and go, well, it didn't work for me. I can see why maybe this was the this did blow up? Yeah, I like... I think it's a very exciting show to watch in terms of who's going to die today. Like that's really exciting. And I, the show definitely tells you that there is a mystery to be solved. There are perhaps clues here and there. We're going to get some answers. What could it be? What's the payoff going to be? And I think that's a really exciting way to cultivate discussion. I don't think the payoff um, – was enough that made me go, I can see why people would have watched the whole thing and gone, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. I think the journey along the way and that cultivation of conversation makes sense to me. But for those that have seen the whole thing to be like, fucking hell, like this is blowing my mind, that confuses me. I think uh, the thing for me, one of the reasons it probably did leave such an impression is that it, it actually it's, it's just creates a very, very strong first impression. And I yes, agree with you that 100%. as the series goes on, particularly probably the final third, it does start to lose steam a bit. But it it's a really strong start and probably all the way into the middle of the season, it's yep. very, very, very good. It's a very strong and bold show that is executing in a lot of ways. I kind of want to say it's original, and yet at the same time, I know it's not original because it's like the the idea of the deadly games and blunt capitalism slash classism allegories aren't new, but I think it's approach is fresh enough and sort of different enough to what we've maybe seen before or maybe what audiences are familiar with that that left a strong impression. It's It's got a really consistent execution that again, by the end of the season starts to wear thin because it's... It's there from the beginning and it's always there. But, you know, it's confronting, it's violent, mm. it's emotional, it's tense, it can be heartbreaking at times, and it's completely fucked up. Uh, if nothing, the show really has a way with imagery, I think, and how it presents its ideas. It's, it's always so clear. It says so much sometimes without saying anything, and there's real confidence to that that I also think that people have probably attached to. I was talking to Liam today... Um, He'd seen the the show a lot before, uh, a while before we had, and I'd only just finished watching it the night before. And I was talking about just sometimes how it could do things, just visually set up ideas, and and then once you saw them, you understood what the show was trying to tell you was going to happen next. And they didn't. Ha- no one had to say explicitly this thing is happening now. You understood. You could see it in the performances. You could see it in the way that the shots were constructed. You knew what the show was trying to tell you. I, I think that can be very powerful at times. Mm-hmm. In some ways, this show actually reminded me of like anime mixed with like a bit of Willy Wonka and even The Matrix. It's a weird thing to talk about without talking more spoilers, but... I can see it touching on some of those ideas, which are very culturally like powerful touchstones for people as well. I think it's ultimately well-performed as a drama. You believe everyone's desperation and why they would choose to 
be a part of this thing that they're doing as well. And I really, really appreciate that the show takes the time to make sure we understand that. I was surprised by how much time we didn't spend necessarily in the crux of the most exciting parts. Mm. Time elsewhere, making sure well that we spent. cared enough, right? Well spent. Yeah. And there's been a lot of shows recently that recently that have started in media res, right? Where they're not confident enough to, mm. like they start with a flash forward and then go three weeks earlier, right? Yeah. Where they're not confident enough, the audience is going to care enough to stick around long enough to get to the exciting bit. And so they show you a bit of the exciting bit, then take it back to the start of the story where you actually need to start. This does not do that. It Mm-mm. has it takes a probably forty to fifty minutes of building up our our connection to the main character till it gets to an extremely crazy thing that happens that you then care about. But because the build up was so meticulous, mm. I, I was completely in by the end of that first episode. My my first impression was I get it. I get why people are excited by this. Yeah. Um, there's also like I love the way the show adds layers of complexity along the way. It's like you think you just when you think you understand how something works, it will throw a little twist in there. Not necessarily a big twist. I think the overall mystery that you're talking about probably does leave a little bit to be desired once it gets to its answers. Mm-hmm. But it's more just about the way that like they just keep twisting the knife in interesting ways that I wasn't always expecting. That and that always led to uh, getting to know the characters more, getting to read more into what the show was trying to say about human behavior along the way as well. Thought, I thought it was very, very good at that. It was also very funny at times. I think it has a very good sense of humor as well mm. amongst all the fucked upness and drama and allegory of human suffering and inequality and all that sort of stuff. It, it's quite funny too. It's got a great sense of humor, very tongue in cheek. Helps it be watchable. Like they really it, it, balance that well. Yeah, I absolutely. agree. It is, yeah. And it does make it very watchable. Um, and I was intrigued very quickly and very early on. I think, yeah, the bad parts of the show is that it does lose steam and impact a bit in the last few episodes. And there's one episode in particular and a group of characters that you're, I know exactly <sighs> who you're talking about mm. who like take like really take a layer of sheen off the show mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way that makes you go, oh, okay, this is not up to the quality of everything else that's come before it. Um, and while it's, it is less predictable early on, eventually I found my groove with the show and I stopped being surprised by anything that was happening, basically. I understood exactly what was happening next and who was going to die next and how it was going to happen and where we're going to end up, basically. Um, also, listening to the dub was a mistake. I did it for half an episode, deliberately. I was on the clock to try and get okay. through it. I was watching the show. Uh, th- this is important too. I want to put this out there for people who don't know this. There are two sets of subtitles. There is the mm. closed captions for the English dub, mm-hmm. and there is the English translation subtitles of the Korean. I've heard mixed reports about how good those translations are, both of them. But yeah, I think you definitely want to go for the one that is the direct translation or the closest to the direct translation of the Korean, not the, the closed captions for the English dub. But I was on the clock. I was trying to watch two episodes a night to get ready for this review. And one night I had to do my ironing. So I wasn't going to bed at three in the morning at the same time as watching the show. So I put the English dub on and that was bad. Don't do that. Just don't do it. (laughs) Unless you really can't. Unless for some reason, you know, reading subtitles is not an option for you. Mm. Uh, Do not listen to the the English dub if you can avoid it. But overall, I think this is a show that is easy to recommend. It, It is bold and striking and... An engaging 
mostly original show, at least original its execution, I think. Um, I think its global popularity is it's earned and it is a testament to its strengths overall, even if uh, its weaknesses do become a bit more apparent as the season goes on. Damask, what would you give Squid Game Season 1 out of five stars? I'm giving it a very solid, very high 3.5. Cool. I'm going to go slightly higher than you and give it a four. And I think 3.5, four is about the right place for it. I think mm-hmm. that's, yeah, somewhere between that decent to excellent. I wouldn't yeah. say it's masterful, although I think some elements of the show sometimes are masterful. Some, yeah. some I think of the- it, it had potential. Like, there's real mm. potential there. So, who knows what season two will bring. Um, but I uh, think... It, well, were- that's an assumption of itself. They're even getting a season two, but go on. Sure. Um, yeah, so perhaps... Um, but I think at the beginning... There was certainly possibilities for it to be masterful. It's just unfortunate what happens later. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, everybody. Now, before we dive into the horrors, the absolute horrors of Squid Game, we'd like to ask everyone who enjoys the show to please review us on Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps a show to grow more than by throwing five stars and maybe a couple of nice words our way. And to just just make you do it, to force your hand. <laughs> if we reach 25 written reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will finally review Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1. We'd also love you to share hunting seasons with friends and family and just anyone who watches too much TV or, you know, we've all got that friend that we only talk about TV with. That person. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. That's why Bro and I started the podcast. Go to that person and be like, look, you dumb dumb. Here's a podcast. <laughs> Listen to it. Like and subscribe. Leave a comment. All that stuff. Please do it. Thank you so much. Next week, we'll be back with an off-topic, hot-topic bonus episode followed the week after by our review of... Why the Last Man Season 1. If you'd like to contribute a question, topic, or story to Off Topic, Hot Topic, or if you have any thoughts on Why the Last Man or Squid Game, you can write to us or send us an audio recording that we may include on a future episode to contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com or find us on Twitter at huntingscast. But right now, let's talk spoilers for Squid Game Season 1. You're now entering the Spoiler Zone. Spoiler warning, from here on we'll be discussing everything that happens in Season 1 of Squid Game. Before listening any further, we recommend watching all of Squid Game up to this point. If you've not yet done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You You have have been warned. warned. Deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. Okay. 
Oh, I got a lot. You've given me a lot to start with here, Damask. Great. First of all, you didn't like the ending. You and LeBron. Tell me all about that. Yes, I yes, I went full LeBron. Um, made the news this week. Don't ask me why LeBron. I, I don't even not, know what you're talking about. He made a comment that he liked Squid Game, but he didn't like the way it ended. And uh, the creator w- went back to him basically in a comment said, did anyone watch Space Jam 2? And that was oh, a fair burn. <laughs> fuck, that's hilarious, actually. Yeah, fair point, fair point. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's very good. Well like done. Um, okay, all right. Whew. Yes, I did. Well, I did do a LeBron, absolutely. Um, so most of that was well, one the the terrible inclusion of the VIPs, but we can talk about that more in depth later. Now, fuck, let's talk uh, about that now. But I want to get to the actual okay, bit sorry. that I was like, no, no, okay. it's the old man being a part of it. Ill numb. I think his name is. Again, I'm Ilnum. saying it with all the consonants that I shouldn't say out there. But 001, the old man, yeah. That was really disappointing. Like, I wasn't heartbroken, heartbroken, but I was like, oh, fuck. Now you've just retroactively, like, changed so much of your own show that made it beautiful and important and interesting. And now if I ever rewatch it, I'd be like, fuck this. <laughs> that, was my, that was my feeling on it. I was really disappointed that they decided to do that. The did heart of the show, the heart of the show is gone. Did, did you see it coming at all? I did actually. <laughs> but so I did just I. but I just didn't want it to be true. Um I really I was like please don't do that cuz that would be dumb. And then they did it and I well not dumb, but you know what I mean? I wouldn't enjoy it. Please don't oh. do that. I won't enjoy that. And they did it and I was like prediction was correct. I didn't enjoy that. I disagree that it rips out the heart of the show because I don't think... I think it's more got to do with how Jihan or 456 mm. yeah. treats and looks after 001 than 001 himself. Like, while you're endeared to the yeah, old man... Yeah, that's true. It's all about the way that our main character continues to go out of his way to look after him in a situation where he's putting his own life at risk consistently mm. to do it. Um, and I think, I, I, so I don't think that changes much about that at all for me. It changes, unfortunately, like, the, well, you know, he was never really helping this guy that much, but the, but the, he still did it. He didn't know any different. He still thought he was helping a helpless old man or potentially helpless old man um, the whole way through. And those intentions are still pure. And his actions were still pure, and I, I, I'm not really don't feel any different about that yeah. with the reveal. I've got, a, I've got a question. Sure. <clears throat> what do we think it says? So if this, this is like a critique of you know capitalism and classism yes. and all this stuff. What do we think it says that a guy who didn't have to alter his morality in any way mm-hmm. could have won that money? Because that well, kind of defeats. I don't think he would have won the money anyway, right? I don't. I. It's like he was interested in winning the money. He was interested in being part of the game. No, but if we're was- talking about the game of capitalism, and we're critiquing that and talking about that, to have your hero win, who is morally pretty great, that isn't what. That's not how capitalism oh, sorry, functions. Sorry, you mean the the main guy? Yeah. Well, I I think though is that ultimately the game is still like what it took 
to get him to the point where he had that fortune destroyed him as a person. So I'm not really sh- I think ultimately... But he's like passive in that though, you know what I mean? Whereas like pe- those who win capitalism, generally they're not that passive person. They're people who are actively damaging others in order to win capitalism. Um, I think it speaks to that the Squid Game is not actually what it thinks it is and that this is tr- like... If anything's happening by the end of this series is that our, our lead is mm. going to try and he is trying to going to break the system essentially. Because while, yes, he won, it is like a freak of nature that he did. Like mm. he is not the person that should have won. And that if we had more people with pure intentions doing things of pure intention along the way, we probably wouldn't have to have things like Squid Game, Right. Like, those things shouldn't have to exist because we look after each other. But the system is set up that, yes, the wrong people get through. It was almost pure fluke. And, in fact, we know that because this thing's been going for, like, 30 years or something. And no one, it seems like, has ever come out of this and wants to do what uh, Jihan wants to do. Which is essentially turn around and break this thing apart afterwards. It would appear that everyone who is participated in the game has either gone on to spend their money or has come back and helped to the game to continue um, or re-participate in the case. No, he, well, he more or less set it up, I think. Ilnam. But like, yeah, I don't... I don't. The thing is... It, it feels is like a false narrative to me, though. Kind Just of. simply to have like this guy somehow exist outside of the system but exceed within the system. Like, I feel like that's a story we've seen before in terms of like... The yeah. guy who, who wins. This is where and, I compare it to The Matrix, right? This is where I compare mm. it to The Matrix. Like, The Matrix, the first film we think we know it's about, right? It's about this guy who has been born inside the system and he is special and he is going to free everybody. And mm. at the end of the first movie, what he does is he has a phone call to the bad guy and says, I'm coming for you and fucking flies away with cool new jacket at the end of squid game the guy has made his way to the top of that he is the winner he is going to turn around and talk to the bad guys on the phone and say i'm going to come for you not with a cool new jacket but instead cool bright hair which is an interesting choice Yeah, yeah terrible terrible wig but what the matrix then did in the sequels and the bit that nobody fucking likes it actually tells you that the system was actually still manipulating him the whole time and mm. that he was never actually special or the one and it's not going to take one messiah figure to fix this problem and i kind of think that's what squid game ultimately has to do as well if we get sequel series mm. to me the story's not even nearly done we just got we just got introduced to squid game there's a lot of things we don't understand or know about how this this game works, except that it is set up to apparently, you know, it believes, or at least it tells its players, that we are giving people the equal opportunity, the thing the world doesn't do, to come out of this and have success. And that blatantly isn't what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Much like... So it's like, I think it's almost an incomplete metaphor rather than a shoddy metaphor, if that makes sense. Though, though, there are things about the choices towards the end, particularly about what they do with 001 being the guy who runs mm. or originated the game or whatever, right? His line, there's no way watching can be more fun than playing it yourself, is the line they leave you on. And I think that is almost meaningless. I'm not really sure what that line mm-hmm. is or is saying. And one of the hardest things for us, I think, is that we're watching a translation of a show that's written and performed in a completely different language. And maybe there are subtleties to point. what is being said that yeah, we are missing. Mm-hmm. In fact... 
I know, I can imagine if you grew up in Korea, there are whole elements of this show that are going to mean completely different things to you just by nature of having lived in that society that we look at and might see as being visually dazzling or weird or interesting or whatever that but the layers of it go completely over our head. Yes, we can look at it as a grand metaphor for capitalism and how it's a broken game. Mm. But I don't know if that... I think the show is probably saying more and you and I just cannot know that. <laughs> and I and will so accept that. I'm willing, accept I'm willing that. to give it a little bit of slack because of that. I'm, I'm, I'd be intrigued if we got a second season. Of which, we may as well talk about here, there are no guarantees it will happen. Mm. Um, the creator of the show has said he doesn't want to. And I think he's doing a very smart oh, thing. has he? Cool. Yeah, he, said, well, he doesn't want to do it immediately at least. He would like to make a movie. He's got a movie in mind that he wants to make. He's going to approach Netflix about it. I imagine he's got an extremely strong bargaining position here. Yes, you'd fucking <laughs> to hope say, so. Yeah. Give me all the money I need to make my movie and I will come back and make Squid Game Season 2. And I... I bet she gets to make that movie and I bet you yeah. we get Squid Game Season 2 because there's no way Netflix looking at this and going, yeah, we'll just let it go with one season. There's no yeah. way. Yeah, so we'll get absolutely. Season 2 eventually. Um, we'll talk more about my thoughts on, on a Season 2 when we get to our final thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it gets a little bit murky at the end and it, it does lose its potency with some of its decisions. Um, but yeah, it's very hard, I think, to 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 really be have a definitive feeling on it. A because I don't think the story is over, or nor does it feel over. Nor do I completely trust that I fully understand it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, that being said, I also saw that twist coming with zero zero one, and I started to twig when our cop character got to the fire when did you figure out it was going to happen or when did you start to suspect something mm. oh well so he he dies zero zero one dies but we don't see him die it's off screen yeah and i was like well we haven't done that before what's going and, on there and we didn't even see his body being like yeah. in a box or burned it was like that was there was a there was a clue earlier mm. that was when i started to tip but that was when i was like oh he's definitely he's alive definitely, yeah, yeah um the clue early was when the cops going through the files in the the front man's like you know, archives mm. or whatever. He gets to that year and he opens it and the first page is 002. I'm like, oh, 001's not there. Well, that's fishy. Why the fuck wouldn't 001 be there? So I was like, so all of a sudden I'm like, well, there's something up with that guy. Then that happened. I was Because I was looking for clues and then I was like, we didn't see him die on screen. We always see them die on screen or at least their dead body. Mm. And we always see, if we don't see them die, we'll see their body being burnt. And then the next thing we saw later that episode was a figure we'd never seen before with very old hands wearing that gold mask we'd seen a few episodes previous. Mm. I was like, well, that's him. Yeah. So he's the guy in charge of it all. Oh, it's... I know question. that now. Yes. Very, and it's a very important question. Sure. Did he piss himself on purpose? I don't know. And that's that's a good question, actually, is how much of his illness is legitimate too. Um, I think... I think it is meant to be legitimate most of the time. Okay. I don't think he's manipulating the situation all the time. Um, I do think it's even in the Marvel episode, it's hard to tell when he is fucking with 456 and mm. when he is legitimately um, actually sick. Mm-hmm. I don't think the show told us le- 
one way or the other. And in fact, I don't mind that. I don't mind there's no clear answer because it actually makes it more interesting if we don't, to some degree. You want some of the mystery left behind. That is a mystery you can keep. Yeah, I'll, like. I'll always wonder whether or not he pissed himself on purpose. <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful memory to have. What's <laughs> a beautiful thing to linger on. Yeah. Mm, I wonder sure. from a, if he did it on purpose, it was a pretty good way because I think he knew he was probably going to bow out of that task. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to make sure that the person you're leaving behind is someone who's actually half decent. Like the guy who chooses to go with you is probably not a piece of shit. Oh, well, I suppose he might actually look at someone who's trying to take advantage of him, which is exactly what four, five, yeah. six does. He's like, oh, I see. You've uh, mm, mm, you got something worthy test. in you. Yeah, um, you got a bit of fight in you, or whatever. You didn't like the mysteries in general, or the answers um, to those mysteries. The so the cop thing. Yeah. I was like, well, this is very exciting. I, like when he first kind of went to the island, I was like, I did not expect this element from the show where we'd get someone who's infiltrated and we get to see the behind the mm. scenes. Like this is actually really interesting. Okay. Oh, what's going to happen? I mean, it's very obvious that the guy, the, what's his name? The, the manager. The front man guy. Yeah, the front manager. Man. Middle yeah. management. Yep. Middle management guy um, was going to be his brother. Um, when did you figure that out? Oh, when did I figure that out? Because I think I figured it out relatively late. I had a lot of theories along mm. the way. When he was first introduced, I'm like, is this guy just one of the soldiers? And then when when we realized his brother hadn't played the game or had won the game several years ago, I was like, ah, oh, he's the front man. No, I That's definitely I figured out. knew before we figured out he'd played before. Mm. Um, I'm not sure why, but I just like, because the question is, well, who is the front man? And sure. then we have this other story of this cop. I was like, well, it's probably got to do with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Was my, I believe my reasoning. I don't think it was sparked by anything, any moment or scene in particular, but I'm quite sure that was, yeah, how I joined the dots there. Um, and then, yeah, it didn't go where I didn't go. <laughs> it didn't go. We, we, got, um, to, yeah. we got to the end of um, The Empire Strikes Back, right? We got the reveal. Mm-hmm. We got the confrontation. Yeah but only to set up what should be the next one. Like Luke, the cop, falls out of Cloud City and then Mm -hmm. is going to come back to confront him at a later date. Again, the general rule is if you get shot in the shoulder, well, we see a character get shot in the shoulder and he's fine after that. So is the cop. We don't think he was shot in the heart? No, he was definitely definitely higher than that. shoulder. Heart's heart's like much more central. It's quite shoulder height. And then then we we see him fall. We don't see him hit the water, but we just hear water. And then he's gone. Whenever does a sh- like if they want him dead, he would have smashed his head on the rocks in this show. Do you know what I mean? I don't he's know. Alive. I feel like he's the cop's dead. alive. No, nah, the cop's he's alive. alive. Right. The cop. If there's a season and is two, he still holding his phone? He's just got to wait to get back to a place with um, some bars. Hopefully, it's waterproof. Yeah. <laughs> um, if there, if the cop, if there's a season two, the cop will be back. It yeah. won't be immediately. There'll be some mystery figure that we don't know who it is, or there'll be one of the soldiers. He'll be doing the same thing again. He'll be infiltrating as one of the soldiers or something like that, and he'll come back and reveal himself at a late stage. That feels crazy to me. No, that'll happen. If they did that, that it feels crazy to me. It'll happen. But they'll okay, sure, all right. Then, well, it, yeah, all right. It's funny for a show that is not guaranteed to happen season two. It leaves a lot of things dangling, like. 
they set up the idea that our lead character is going to do something about this at a later date. The front man is still in charge, as far as we're aware. Mm. Um, well, for me, the mystery wasn't so much, oh, the cop is maybe alive and going to come back. The mystery was to me was like, well, what was sent through? Like, what was actually able Again, to be yeah, sent through? That's, that's, we that don't was know more how much of the mystery through. to me. Yeah. Do they get part of one of the videos he sends and it ends in an mm. awkward place where it doesn't give enough information to figure out what's going on, but maybe it starts to get some people interested in, like, investigating this thing. We've got new people on the case next season or whatever. Um, I mean, we know it's there a year later, so it's not like they've the police have raided the place and no. torn it apart. I thought it was also interesting. There's a bit early on where the cop is, um, he sort of gets involved with the organ harvesters and they're mm. going down the tunnel and he notices the bomb on the side. Mm. and the guy explains the bomb is there so if they have to make a hasty escape they can blow up just about like all the evidence or whatever and I remember seeing that and I was like geez I wish they hadn't told me what the bomb was there for because that would have been a great reveal later on as to why it was there sort of thing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you could figure it out probably but like Chekhov's gun fire that gun later don't tell me explicitly when it's going to be fired and then it didn't, go- didn't happen no. there was no big island explosion I was like oh. they said you know what, Chekhov? Fuck you. Yeah. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> exactly. And so, <laughs> Which but I that's don't what hate. I, mean. I think that's... Why Why the fuck do we need to do Chekhov's gun anymore? Do whatever the fuck you want, guys. Yeah. Sure. But but that also made me go, oh, this is not... We didn't get Act 3. No, Act 3 is later. It's We're definitely get, meant to get more. Mm. Was that the main mystery that was problematic for yeah, you with yeah. others? Yeah. 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 Um, and was that was it generally the cop stuff that was the detracting plot for you? Detracting. Detracting plot. The tractor (laughs) plot. The tractor plot was weird. We didn't need the tractor plot. That was strange. No. I mean, the John Deere, like, paid sponsorship (laughs) of Squid Game was just not. They were wearing John Deere green, I think, you know, throughout this. Um, And one guy had antlers. Now that you think, now you say that. It's all coming together. (laughs) Yeah, it's all there. Um, Uh, Suddenly, I want to buy a tractor. Um, Mm. Sorry, what was the actual question? <laughs> Were there other plots that you found detractor? <laughs> <laughs> detractor beam. Um, yeah. No, I think there were the... Okay, so we've got the, the cop stuff and then mm. we've got the reveal of the VIPs. Yep. Um, okay. Was, yep. oh boy, was that a gut punch of, <laughs> wow, I'd, I'm not appreciating this at all, you guys. I don't know why I'm being subjected to this. Um, please send help. I need a hug. And also, I get it. You hate white people. You probably should, but it still hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> the the VIPs, I think, from a plot perspective, the problem is they're just boring and that they're just typically arrogant piece of shit billionaires. The dialogue right? is so bad. And like, yeah, wait, wait. No, that's ex- a that's translation. Ex- that's, ex- that's an execution thing, okay? Yes. From, yes, from a plot true. perspective, from a narrative perspective, yeah. it, they are just boring, right? Yes. Mystery they billionaires. They don't add anything. To, yeah, they don't no, they add don't, they a fucking don't. thing. In fact, they detract. No. They detract a beam <laughs> a lot from this show. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Then, if you look at it from execution level, that is the most is the weakest element of the show <laughs> by so about eight bad. trillion miles. It's so bad. I'm like, I'm sorry if I walked into a community theater show. What am I watching? <laughs> am I at the local primary school? Of they're doing a little Squid Game presentation. What is happening? It's so terrible. I mean, the performances are, are so consider. bad. I've got thoughts on what happened. <laughs> okay. A, a pandemic. 
that isolate the entire world. You want to have American actors? You got to choose from what's left. <laughs> I can imagine. I am sure there are plenty of great English-speaking actors in Korea. I'm sure there are. There's a lot of them who are, who are also white, who were there during the pandemic and didn't want to fly back to their own countries. And yes. I don't. I believe I, there are white actors living in Korea. Yes, I do. Do you think? Okay, but do you? But uh, yes, I'm not saying there aren't white actors in Korea. I think that the best ones though aren't in Korea. Like, why would they be there if acting was because their job? Because they live in Korea and they get a lot of work in Korea. I don't fucking know, but I'm sure they that's, exist. That's that's the that's the thing. I think I think it's fair. What to do you assume. think? There was only these these five men who are truly the worst actors I've I'm ever seen. Their choices may have been limited at yes, the time, but I will tell they you they've made able, the wrong choice. Sure, but they may have been in other circumstances able to fly people in from other, not even just America, but like other nearby places who weren't mm-hmm. that far away. But at that time, everyone was closing their fucking borders. If they should have cancelled was- the show then. They're just like, they've made a mistake. Walk away. Um, yeah, there was a few things you can say that. A, maybe the choice of talent at the time. B, it was written by someone who's not, I imagine, is English is not their first language. Or what they could have done is just have a full face coverage. We don't know their race at That's all. That's a good point. Give them American, use American voice actors to do it. Yeah, you Anything. Could do that. You've also got to then get Someone who can direct that. Like, there's a lot that you're not wrong that you can fix that stuff, right? That is fixable. And I imagine if there's a season two, they will understand the criticism and they would not do this, make the same choices twice. But I also don't think Netflix nor anyone necessarily expected this show to be the biggest fucking show in the world and to get this much attention. It's one episode. There is one episode with these characters in it, and there are and a lot of the so episodes. There's a lot of the episodes. It, it, I was trying to figure out what it reminded me of, and mm. ultimately I was like, oh, this reminds me of the sort of dialogue in the room. And yeah. that, and it is, but Tommy Wiseau. You're my favourite customer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, uh-huh. doggy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but, like, yeah, Tommy Wiseau, let's be honest, English is not his first language. Mm-hmm. He tried to write English script. He uses often the most common expressions and, like, he oh, doesn't hi say, there. yeah, he doesn't, he, it's not natural dialogue because mm-hmm. he, uh, there's a lot of things you can say about the room, but you know, he is just, he is pulling from the well of knowledge that he has and it's not particularly, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Naturalistic. There's, there's no s- naturalistic or subtle, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's exactly what happened here. Mm. And it's awful, but... <laughs> But because, but since it was only one episode, yeah. I, I didn't detract the, from the whole experience for me too much. No, but I was, I will was say, awful. I think it's, it, I feel like it's coming through pretty clearly. I was shocked. <laughs> I was just shocked by what was happening. Couldn't Does it make it. a question though? Because you were watching this in a different language, mm. um, maybe all the performances were that bad. Maybe all Abs- the writing was it that really bad. It really did. I was like. <laughs> Oh, maybe this is a really good book because I'm reading it or a graphic novel, but the performances are actually truly horrific and I can't notice. But maybe. then also, who cares? Because like, it, it's great on my end. I'd have to ask a Korean person, I suppose. Can I talk about elements of the show and the plot that I liked? Absolutely. And like, I'm just going to broadly say that I loved, as I was talking about, like the visual mm-hmm. execution of the, the, especially when the games are being played in particular. There is a real visceral tension 
the entire time as you realise what's at stake and mm-hmm. what's happening. Whether it's the reveal of what the shapes mean in the honeycomb game and you realise that that fucking umbrella is just basically you're doomed to, to lose. Mm. Or if it's when they're playing... Um, I lo- I really love the first game, I think. is I do want to ask mm. this question too, what your favourite game was. But I think the first... I think um, Red Light, Green Light was my favourite in terms of like them realising when that first guy gets shot. Yeah. That they are going to die, and then people start running away in terror, as you would do, and mm-hmm. start getting gunned down in huge numbers. I was just like, "This is so fucking fucked." And after forty minutes of building up to getting to this in the first place, and mm. going from what is a pretty realistic and like recognizable normal world to that insanity, boy, did that it that was just really hit, wasn't it? So yeah. effective, mm-hmm. and. Often the games were. I'm trying to think. I'm if with you. Any- I really enjoyed the game. Like I didn't. I wasn't like fuck no, yeah. People no, are dying. But I, I, I enjoyed enjoy the them. games. I, enjoy I enjoyed the games. I was like, okay. My- this reminds me of like '90s childhood gladiator. I'm into this. All right. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so all that, all that stuff. I think it's. It, we could dive into it more, but it goes that. Like, I think it goes. It's worth saying just how fantastic that stuff was. Mm-hmm. But I want to move on to yeah, other things totally. that impressed me about it. Things like. I didn't expect... I was really impressed by, like... And this is where the show was still surprising me. Episode two, they do the vote of whether they stay in the game or leave, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's a 50-50 split vote. And it's left on the old I'm man. I'm with you here, buddy. Yep, yep, yep. And I was like, oh, of course he's going to pick to stay. Mm. You know, why would he not? He's dying of a brain tumor. And then he picked to leave. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. totally. I did the same thing. I was like, wait, is this show not what I thought it was going to be at all? Like, yeah. was it this? And then, like, maybe they're trying to figure out from, like, the real world what was happening. I was confound. I was like, this is great. This is good stuff. And then to make – to let us see their lives in greater yes. detail and yes. then have them make the choice to go yes. back is so clever. And I was like, this it's is so fucking good. great. This is so good because now I'm not feeling like I feel horrible about watching people be tortured, which is that feeling that I had in that first game. Yep. But now I'm like, I get why they're here. I get yep. like they've made a decision. It makes me feel better. I can watch this now. From from just like a purely like uh, screenplay writing perspective, I thought that was genius. Yes, it's just, agreed. I, just, I was like, we're in the game. We're going to be in the game for the rest of the show. I get what's going to happen here. And then yep. we come out and have exactly all those, meet all those characters and get to know them and why they're there. Pure. Amazing. Really yep. inspired stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting to think about too, though, if you think back on it, 001 and who we know he is by the end of the, the season, him mm-hmm. actually hitting that red button and saying, no, let's all go home and decide who wants to be here. Was an interest like it It is. It You're makes right. you consider like what this guy was motivated by mm. and what his intentions were and all those things the way. I really like that. I can't actually remember how it was resolved, but I remember, you know, during that night where they're all kind of attacking each other. Yep. And he's standing on the thing and he's like screaming like, Stop, I'm scared. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't that make you think differently about that too? That's it when does, the front man says, actually. Let's end it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So do we think he he probably was actually scared because he could have died and there was no control there? Or uh, scared or was it a manipulation? I think it was him saying in a way that wasn't going to get it, um, like, to get attention on him in a negative way. Him saying to the creators, 
that's enough. We, yeah. I want to keep en- there's enough people yeah. in the I'm game. Here to Otherwise, play the games, it's going to go all night. Out of the rules. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah. And although it's one of the special games or whatever, and it was intended to be there, I think he was like, "No, this is where we should." I mean, he's ultimately he's the guy funding the whole thing. He's the big Kahuna on this. Mm. He was like, "Nah, that's enough. Let's keep everybody else in it now." Yeah. Um. Yeah. It does make it does make you look back on that's those true. things in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't. That's the thing. I don't think anything breaks by him being the guy that. No, he is. I don't think it breaks it. Mm. I was just disappointed. <laughs> Actually, funnily enough, one of the things I was talking to with Liam as well, and he's mm. had more time to sort of digest this show and also read up on it, was, was like the big plot hole for me was what if this guy fucked up one of the games? Like what if he did move during Red Light, Green Light and got shot? Or what if they lost the tug of war? And Liam had really good explanation for all of them. Number one, apparently you see that the the girl never, like the robot girl never scans him. So he he's just not on her radar, basically. He's just like yeah. missing the chip or whatever. So that's pretty cool detail, that's true. Um, for the honeycomb one, he could easily have been just given one that was already ready to go, basically. Or they because they were all being done individually, they just would have said, yeah, fine. Yeah, it's all Off good. Off you go, right? Totally. Um, the third one, the tug of war one, was the one I was like, but there's no guarantee that that's going to work. And then Liam pointed out, they don't die when they fall off. They die when the guillotine cuts the rope. So they could have lost, said the guillotine's not working, and then lowered them down, shot the nine others, and let him leave. Do you know what I mean? I do, but that's... Like, but the thing is, it wasn't like it was certain doom just by falling off the edge for him. There were outs for him still. Yeah. He wasn't. It wasn't a guarantee. I do understand death. that, but that's like, yeah, that's a lot of work to. Get it, to it's that a little point, bit more work. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was interesting. It's like because in my head, thinking it back, possible, it was like he falls off and he dies. But that was never the case. They fall off and then the guillotine cuts the rope. So that there was still that element of like he had an opportunity to to not die. So um, why does he want to play if he's not going to compete? So that's the interesting thing, right? Because. If he really wanted to compete, he should have died the marble bit, right? But he doesn't. So, really, he just wanted to be in amongst it. He wanted, like, Mm. to be reminded of it. And that's why that last line, there's no way watching can be more fun than playing yourself. But he's not actually playing the game. He's not actually playing, yeah. But maybe, but is that that the metaphor? It's like, but when the rich come in and pretend to be poor and, like, hang out, you know, with the normies, they're not really actually playing the same game as us. And they can, while he might... He might get a sense of fun from it or excitement from it. He's not actually experiencing it. He doesn't have any like terror. The, he yeah. doesn't have the same actual risk. Yeah, um, it's not the same experience no matter what. No, yeah. it's not. As much as he wants... To pretend yeah, he, like it is. To pretend yeah. Yeah. it isn't the same. Another element, though, actually speaking of the marble game a little bit, that I liked was when we really did challenge our lead character. When So in the marble game... We mm-hmm. have, I think it's Sung Woo. Uh, he's teamed up with Ali. And they oh, don't even connection. talk to me about it. So this was this is interesting too. Steph, while we were reviewing actually uh, Only Murders in the Building last week, Steph was watching episode six. Mm-hmm. And I came out of our recording and she was like, that fucked me up. It was mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how tense it was. She was a mess emotionally. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'd figured out there was something wrong with 001. So I didn't really feel bad about him because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not convinced he's actually dead. But the Ali side of it. Don't talk to me about Ali. The Ali side of it was really fucked up. And uh, But what was interesting about that as well is that we got to see essentially 
uh, Sung Woo and Ji Han doing the same thing. They were both manipulating the games in their favor and not playing fairly. I really, really appreciated that. And I remember having that same thought, be like, they are doing the same thing. But then I was like, but the old guy won't have that moment of realization. Like he would have just been playing a game and then be shot in the head. Whereas Ali will know what happened. And that was really upsetting. And it was also doubly bad because we got to see Ali with his baby and his partner. Like it was, it was just so awful. That episode was really fucking good. I was just like beside myself. Oh, uh, I thought that was a little. I thought overall that episode was a little long-winded. I think the general effect was great, and it is a great piece of television. Nah, the long-windedness made me go, "Oh my god, put me out of my misery! I'm so upset." Um, which I, which actually worked. See, that, the problem like, with that though Ooh. was though I always knew what the result was going to be. Like, yeah, I totally. knew Jihan was going to get through. I knew Sung Woo was going to fuck over Ali as soon yeah. as he was doing what he was doing. I was like, yeah. well, he's going to manipulate the situation. He's fucked you, Ali. Yeah. I knew um, that the pickpocket was going to to survive because she mm-hmm. was a lead character. And we only just met the other one. Yeah. And like maybe the thug was going to die, but I didn't care about that result. No, like, I didn't care about that result. But I think I was okay to sit with the pickpocket and her new lesbian lover. Like I was happy just to do that. Mm-hmm. Hey all. Um, um, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was happy to sit there with that, and then I was that was that was wonderful. And I really enjoyed watching our lead kind of like play with his friend for a while, and then to reach that point to be like, oh, like we're getting close now. Now I have to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So I'm going to do it. That was so I was fine for that amount of time the Ali thing I was like fuck Ali's winning oh my god that's cool um and then obviously when as soon as he's convinced about another plan and it's so stupid and he does I was like fuck no um but I was okay to sit in that for a bit because I just didn't want Ali to die I wanted like something else please happen um yeah so I was I was okay with the length of each of those stories I didn't really care about the the thug guy, but um, yeah, everything else I was pretty fucking invested in. Just thinking now, you're asking the question about whether 001 was faking it or was legitimate the entire time. The more I think about that episode, the more I think that he was faking it. Like, yeah. he yeah, always totally. intended to lose that stage by nature of a game that was a 50 50 chance the entire time he was winning. At the moment that he won, he pretended to not remember. Mm-hmm. To give Jihan the chance to, I think to he win it back to test ruth a little bit of ruthlessness as well. Like true, yeah. pretending to be like lost and I live here when there's a time limit. Seeing how he reacts, finally sitting down and like you know winning a lot. He's like, all right, well now I've really made you want it. What are you going to do now? Like how good of a person are yeah. you now? Like yeah, I think there's just I think he's conscious and I think he's. Testing the entire him time. I agree. He deserves yeah, I think, to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the but that I I love that that yeah those two characters or essentially with the you know the, our two finalists were ultimately so similar. I think it, it was really really good um, storytelling as well, and there wasn't a lot separating them except basically 
how much they care, legitimately cared about helping other people and how much they were willing to um, to fuck over people over or at least if they did fuck other people over, how much it tortured them to do it. Yeah, how much remorse they had. <laughs> they re- legitimately had. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that, yeah, it that was some really compelling stuff, I think. I mean, they were gay, right? Who? The Sung two Woo girls. And, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not yeah. the lead and his friend. <laughs> not that. I don't know. Um, That's what we were talking about. Yes, no, I agree. Yeah. I no, think so I was, my one note is were gay? Question. <laughs> <laughs> but I get a vibe. I certainly get a vibe from that. And I was like, all right, cool. I believe so. Yeah. Yes, and I then when that's... they had to like, you know, kill each other, I was like, for fuck's sake, of course. They better do a quick scissoring session before that <laughs> well, marble game is over. Well, I'm surprised there wasn't at least a handhold or something like that. Some I was going to say a hand like... job. I was like, all right, Brad, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but some form of more physical connection I wasn't know. quite there. And even like they only know each other for all of about... 24 hours. I, I mean, know, you're going to die. Like, just true. Get it in, you know? Did you, you knew she was going to drop it right or deliberately not yeah, throw it as far? Fuck, it was fucked. The yeah. whole thing. It was Poor, beautiful, though. Um, did you have a fav- they should have kissed. Anyway, sorry. Did you have a favorite game? A favorite game? Yes, I think I mentioned one <laughs> just then. Um, yeah, no, a favorite game. Um, 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 um. I, uh, it was awful, but I did. Love the glass one. That was excellent, that one. I re- I was like, oh, this is fucked. And there's like a lot of different things going on here in yes. terms of like pole position. What do you do if the person in front of you stops? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did think it was fucked up though that they turned mm-hmm. off the lights. I was like, no, that's bullshit. They- now you're changing the rules. Yeah. It's not like if we're all like, it's not his fault that he's like trained in this way. Fuck you. But, like, that's that's also part of what the show is saying, right? Like, this perception that it's fair or whatever is rubbish. And by the yeah. time we're, they're doing things like that, like they are turning the lights off, you also mm-hmm. find out that a lot of what's just happening here is it's entertainment for a bunch of rich fucks. Yeah. Um, but that did annoy me. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the... That's, That's the, the reality of the situation, right? Just yeah. you can talk about how fair it's meant to be. You can talk about trickle down economics and all that sort of bullshit as much as you want. Fucking the free marketplace of ideas and crap like that. But ultimately, the people with the money tend to keep making money and everybody else loses out because of it. And that's, you know, I, I, it's not a complex or sophisticated metaphor by any stretch of no. imagination. It certainly um, loses its um, intricacies when you let the good guy win. But anyway, I've already mentioned that. Moving on. Did you... Did, what did you think of the pickpocket character and her storyline? Number one, I find her extremely attractive. I've just got to get that out She's of the way. She's a model. That's part of the reason. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, what did I think about her? I found the North... Korea escapee, immigrant, refugee is probably a better word, refugee Mm -hmm. um, element interesting. Mm I was like, okay, all right. So that's a huge reason for her to be there. But I was also like, well, I need to know, maybe if I'm Korean, I would have totally understood and I don't think I entirely understood how money would help her get her mum out of North Korea. Our our relationship with North Korea is fucking awful dictatorship, communist dictatorship, right? Mm. From afar, you know? Mm -hmm. Nuclear weapons program, 
yeah. Kim Jong-un. We don't have all that family sort of who live in North Korea. What yeah. we don't is share a fucking border with them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, but also a lot of people in South Korea have family in North Korea. Exactly you know I mean? right. Like, so yeah, that's yeah. A, a flowing relationship even. That's if the, the thing. If you're of that South Korean culture, then mm. you have a completely different, different relationship understanding. and understanding of what yeah. North Korea is. 100%. And so, of course, that's just on a level that we can't fully appreciate mm. what, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of South Koreans who know people or are aware of people who used to be North Koreans, perhaps, or mm. whatever it might be. And we don't know. <laughs> we just don't by nature. I did where wonder we how she got so cool living in North Korea. <laughs> I was just like, because, you know, conformity is key and all that stuff. Sure. And then she like knows how to use a knife. I was like, fucking hell, what's going on there? Um, I guess I would have liked a better concept of how much time she'd been in South Korea, how she learnt her mm. particular skills, perhaps. Because she seemed to be pretty skilled in terms sure. of like... Stabby, stabby, steely, steely. Um, like she's definitely a rogue. You know what I'm I was going to say? High, high dexterity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, high charisma as well. Yes. I also think, yeah, I didn't understand how money would help free someone from North Korea. I don't understand how that system works. In t- I'm, I thought it was a totally close border. You couldn't get anyone out. Would it be like paying someone to go in and get her? Like I was just confused about that. Yeah, I, I imagine there are people on the inside who are. It's it's like people they get like, and it's a very different border, obviously. But mm. you know, people pay to get you know over the border, the south of the USA, like come from yeah. Mexico into that. People are going to make money doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th- also thought it was pretty bold to abandon your brother in a children's home while you go and maybe die. I was like, well, there's got to be another way. Um, but, no, I liked her a lot. I found her really engaging. I thought the ending was fucking tragic. Uh, yeah, I, I was pretty convinced she was going to make it to the end. In fact, I kind of thought maybe she was going to win. That's what and, I thought as well. And the other, our other lead... Uh, was gonna was gonna die. I sort thought he was of, gonna to sacrifice himself, and then she would have like done the bam, 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 bam. You done, motherfucker. The only mm. reason I, that I all I I did suspect that maybe that wasn't the case is because there was so much waiting for Jihan on the outside, and we met them all. If he didn't have his mom, if he didn't have his daughter, and all those sorts of things, I think I would have been even more convinced. Well, that's the thing. It's like. With the conversation of like, no matter what, we'll look after each other's families. I was like, yeah, anything's good. But at that's that point, true, she'd yeah. already been stabbed or whatever. But that's and what I figured. Very like, quickly after, her fucking throat was slit. What, a, what I, the fuck, man? I really enjoyed that, like watching him become more and more, like just completely turn evil, basically, become the villain of the show. Yeah. So I thought that was a very convincing slide mm. from the little things of just like what he's not telling people to when he's actively slitting throats yeah. is very convincing to me. Uh, yeah, no, 100%. I will say, didn't appreciate that um, it took our lead a year to get her brother out of a group home and also give the other <laughs> yeah, guy's mum money. That. I was like, dude, that's not your fucking decision to make. Come on, do the right sure. thing. I think I, I actually really I like that he why. didn't touch the money. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. saying that I, the entire time we were like, one year later, I was like... Mm. Has he let that little boy out yet? <laughs> I just couldn't help but think of it all the time and knowing that sure. she would be so distressed to think that he's spending another year in there anyway. He need to get red hair first. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wh- like any bad a- breakup. Yeah. So we can, we'll move into final thoughts in a second, but quickly, your least favorite character was the other main female character in the, oh. you said thought she was over the top. 
Um, oh, just a little bit broad. Just a little bit over the top. Yes, I did. Um, so annoying. And I understand that that's what she's, she's meant to be hyper annoying, really manipulative, um, like overestimating her charisma and ability. Um, or I understand and that's what she's meant to be. underestimated by others, yeah. I understand that that's what's going on. It was incredibly annoying to watch and I hated every second of it. I didn't quite feel that. I meant I knew I was meant to be irritated and I think I was appropriately irritated by her, but no more than that. Though, what's interesting is how much attention they gave to her storyline alongside the thug guy, uh, like the gangster guy who was in there. And it was like, oh boy, we're giving them a lot of attention. And I think it's a pretty straightforward relationship where he thinks he can manipulate her and he's gonna, she's going to eventually do what she promised she would and kill this motherfucker. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... um. And so it's funny. I don't really have thoughts on those characters. He was. They I were a great. El- they were a great element was, of like chaos yes, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I enjoyed that. Uh, but like, she was so annoying to me. I was okay. like, weirdly on the thug side. I'm like, you should just <laughs> kill her. Like, and I was like, anyone in that room, anyone want to kill her? I'm fine with that. Like that sweet little married couple. If they'd murdered her in the night, I was like, justified, guys. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, yet I was not a fan at all. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. Do you have any side notes to mask? No, literally my only side note was that I didn't appreciate that he took a whole year to help those people, but that was it really. I was going to bring up the hair, but that's come up already. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that gold diorama that was happening inside the front man's thing. And, and I sort of expected oh, that to be like the, thing? the, the final game or something like that. We saw yeah. it hints of it a couple of times. And then we saw the diorama of the bridge. I'm like, oh, so the, di- the gold diorama is something, you know, else that we're going to, you know, they're hinting towards. Is that a, maybe was, that's a Korean thing? Does maybe, that, maybe, maybe it is. Again, yeah, maybe it's one of those no cultural idea. things that we don't know what it is. But I was like, oh, I was surprised it didn't come up at all. And now I'm expecting, again, this is if we ever get a season two or a season three, I'm expecting that whatever that was is going to be something mm. eventually, but who yeah. knows? I thought it would have something to do with jazz, jazz, or maybe that would lead to um the cop brother being like, oh, my brother had that or my brother loves jazz <laughs> um, or something like that. But literally I have no idea what it was in reference to or what it meant or what it was communicating. Who knows? Maybe we'll find I just out. loved another rendition of Fly Me to the Moon, which is also my favorite anime's ending credit song. Anyway, uh, the games on the walls. Did you notice the murals of the games on the walls? Only How when come they no one were cleared out. Yeah, well, it was only when they were cleared out. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, that's a great question. Things. Because at first it was like, oh, they must be just be putting up as they go along. And they went and started re-examining. You can clearly see the bridge one, the idea of like stepping on things and, and it will break. Mm. Like in episode three, I was like, no one thought to start examining this once you figure out that, oh, yeah, that's the honeycomb one and that's stopped, uh, uh, red light, green light. Let's look at the other four that immediately follow. So that was a bit confusing. Question. Um, so obviously, like, red light, green light is one. The honeycomb mm-hmm. thing is one. Mm-hmm. Is the glass one meant to be hopscotch? And what the fuck is stab each other with knives? I did not play that as a child. Stab each other with knives was really just Squid Game, which we get introduced to at the very start. Right, okay. What, what, I'll tell you what frustrated me, actually, mm. is when our lead character kept trying to have a knife fight and didn't just run and put his foot in the fucking circle, which would have won it for him instantly. Um, he, was, yep. he was determined to have that knife fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all need to see that knife through a hand. 
Mm. We did apparently. Uh, the marbles made sense. What was what was the one before marbles? Tug of war. Tug of which war, which is a game I think we all played. Yes, absolutely. Marbles, and then um, and then the yeah. So that the glass one's the one. The funny thing about the glass one, I think hopscotch is a good guess. Yeah, but there's no equivalent, right? Yeah. There's no like schoolyard equivalent, and the fact that it's set in kind of a circus. A circus setting, a carnival setting, mm-hmm. rather than a school setting, says to me they more wanted to use this because it's a great concept than actually make <laughs> it fit with the theme of the rest of it, the things that we were doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what? I'm yeah, not going to be. I mean, I enjoyed it. it. Was I clearly <laughs> enjoyed it, but it just hit me then. I was like, wait a second, that was clearly yeah. not anything I recognised. Yeah. There was discussion also when we're talking to the cop guy and his brother, the front man, about how cops only have three active bullets in their gun, an empty chamber, and then a couple of blanks or something like that, and that cops... Yeah. I've been meaning to... And I should have done it before the podcast. Is that true? Because that's really interesting. I want to understand the reason behind it. Surely it must be true. Otherwise, it would be a very confusing thing to say. Very confusing. I, and so I contrived just, for the plot. So I feel like it would have to be a real thing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm fascinated. And when we get to Off Topic, Hot Topic next week, I'm going to find the reason for it and explain to you what it is because I thought that was fascinating. Sure. Um, what that, what the purpose of that is. Uh, that's it though. Least favorite and favorite episode. What was your least favorite episode at Damask? Well, it was the one with the stupid masked evil men who were fucking so dumb to watch. Nothing, the dialogue was truly terrible the way the dialogue was performed was the worst fucking shit i've ever seen in my fucking life i ha- I was like this is a travesty of an episode i hated it episode seven vips aka the room two uh <laughs> the english acting and dialogue is rough uh but again, I don't hold against the show. I, I'll tell you something else that frustrated me about that. There was a bit where one of the, the guys wearing the masks held his little like binocular, opera binoculars up to his face. But yeah. because of the way the mask was set up, there was no way he'd be able to see no through. No fucking. Like, how the fuck That's did the these work? Like, why they? Why have they arrived to look through these fucking masks that would ruin any kind of visual? To yeah. look through this, yeah, it was just like. Just them being there didn't make any sense to me because it didn't seem to like a better perspective than yeah. watching it on a TV. That room was ridiculous. Didn't look comfortable at all. Um, I just like, oh, what am I doing here with these it was a fucking really, losers? It was a really weird, like, it was conceptually so under-considered compared to everything else that the show was doing, I think. That 69 thing? What the fuck was that? That was so bad. That was so terrible. Oh, I bet on 69. Why'd you do that, Gary? Well, I'll tell you why. It's a sex <laughs> position. Oh, why have you chosen 96? Well, if I can't choose 69, I'll choose 96. What the <laughs> fuck are we doing here? I, I really want to believe now that you brought it up that it was a critique of like American television and film or something like that. Like, Look, this, is like this is what all American films sound <laughs> like <laughs> to. Yeah, exactly. Sex. Fucking uh, sex jokes. I mean, they're not wrong now that I'm thinking about it. Wait, was this the best part of the show? Whoa. Yeah, maybe. It was a bit it was better satire than Kevin can fucking stuff, that's for sure. Uh what was your favorite episode to mask? Um, it's gotta be the Marvel one. I was just emotionally invested and I was really upset by the Ali situation. Um, the sadness, but also the cuteness of the two girls trying to like 
have like one last conversation. Mm-hmm. I thought it was actually quite beautiful. Um, the moral complexity around our lead having to manipulate this man who has some kind of cognitive issue, dementia, whatever it might be, um, what that meant to him, um, how much that broke his heart to do, but also, you know, it's his life. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really moving but tense episode and I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. I think if that episode was less predictable, I would have felt that way. Particularly when the show had done some things to surprise me early and that stopped surprising me just about there. I think the predictability was okay for me. I was like, I know what's coming and I feel like you're preparing me (laughs) for what's to come and it's going to hit me and it did. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. I really liked episode two. I really liked the tug of war episode as well. Mm -hmm. I loved they ended on the cliffhanger. It was like, I legitimately was like, how the fuck dare you do this to me? Even though I'm about to start episode four <laughs> yeah. right away. Next one. Like, yeah. I'm not waiting a week for this. But I was I was absolutely insulted they would do that to me uh, in the best way. But I'm going to give it to, and I hate giving it to first and la- or last episodes of the season, but I'm going to give it to episode one, mm-hmm. Red Light, Green Light, because I just think it is such an incredible first impression. It is. And single-handedly... Not single-handedly, because the show continued to be good, but is a big, big reason. That foot pilot is so good. Is a big, big reason, I think, that the show blew up the way it did. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, 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 very strong. Predictions, hopes, concerns for more Squid Game. As I said, it's not guaranteed it's going to happen, but you know, Netflix is going to do their best to, you know, however many truckloads or John Deere tractors of money they need to roll up to the crayer's house. They'll make it. They'll get their way eventually. Yeah. Unless it's just an English. I, I keep thinking, will they do an English remake? I don't, However, think, so. I don't think they need to. They don't need to when it's yeah. already the most popular show on yeah. Netflix. Do you have any predictions for future stuff? Um, I have a serious concern that if season two happens, it's going to be fucking shit um, mm. because I love the first, what, two thirds of the series and then when we got into like you know what's happening in behind the scenes that stuff I was like this isn't working for me and I feel like season Mm -hmm. two will probably be a lot of behind the scenes but if what you're telling me or you know what you think is perhaps it's just an incomplete metaphor maybe the way they pull off the end of that metaphor will be so fucking good I'd be like that's perfect you've actually in enriched season one um, by what you've what you've done there that would be my hope that they do that but I do have concern that it's just gonna be twisty tangly investigative stuff that isn't gonna be interesting to me um I think the cop isn't dead he's coming back I've already explained why my biggest concern is is similar I think the hardest thing is there'll be a lot of pressure on a sequel series. And I, I'm not sure this is something you can do twice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It has to be different because you can't just do six more kids games, right? It, it, that's not going to be enough. Yeah. And if, if you do different, you risk people not liking it. So I don't know where that they're going to fall on that line. And I'm really worried that a season two just cannot live up to season one. Mm-hmm. That being said... If there was an angle I think would help, right? First of all, I don't think we'd follow the lead from this this season. I don't think we'd follow him directly. I'm sure he'd be a part of the story, but I don't think he'd be the lead character. I would love to know more about the soldiers who are in this world. Mm-hmm. 
because I am equally fascinated by how who are the people that are working to do this that come up once a year and get involved in this? What are they getting paid? What is their background? Are they equally in, in dire straits sort of situation? Like, are they all young men? Is there is there? I'm just fascinated by those people. Mm-hmm. And if you could somehow center it, not necessarily on like the participants of the games, but some of the the grunt workers of the the Squid Game, I think that could really be very interesting. I agree. Mm-hmm. If that was the angle they took, I reckon you might be able to find a way to make it work. That's my thoughts. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. Our logo comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, aka at Shawnee Boy Draws. Our theme song and bumpers from Lucas Heil of Birthday Loyalty Club. Find links to their work in our show notes. You can also find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at bgordis, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. You can find me on Twitter at maskymoo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. Next episode, we'll be back with an off-topic, hot-topic episode, and then again the following week to discuss why The Last Man, season one, and probably the only season, and fucking never have dreams, people. Just just, just (laughs) hope that kills you. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. 